Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be getting started in just a few minutes. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. I want to be mindful of everyone's time. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our speaker for today, and then she will be taking over. Okay, so our speaker for today is Tanisha Shanae, AKA Miss Inspiration. She is an inspirational speaker. She is an author, a professor, and an academic consultant. Tanisha is dedicated in helping individuals to successfully devise a lifestyle filled with healing and purpose in all they do as they navigate everyday life. Tanisha's work derives from her personal experience with low self, um, yes, I'm sorry, low esteem, obesity, depression, and feeling inadequate. She shares how she overcame and renewed her life through her keynote messages, teachings, and coaching. She is able to pour firsthand experience and practical biblical steps for others to implement immediately. And Tanisha has shared her many testimonies and publications such as Dr. Dr. Oz Magazine, Huffington Post, and many others. And if you'd like to know more about her, you can also go to her website as well, TanishaShanae.com. Okay, so I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. I know it's going to be awesome and amazing uh, because Tanisha is a very, 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 very inspirational person and a woman of God. So yes, I'm excited. 
So I'm gonna go ahead and mute myself and give Tanisha the um, the floor. Did you need for me to share? Uh, did you need um, to share? Um... Yes, I would like to share something. Okay, so let me give you control here. Okay, here we go. Good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be here. Um, I'm just gonna tell you, I had something, something else and God said, no. So this message I know is exactly what someone needs because God had me to customize this just for today. Um, so before I even get started, I like to pray because God likes to come in. I need him to do what he does because it is not me. It is all his work. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time this morning. Lord, we just ask that you just open up our ears, open up our eyes, and that you just start to renew our minds. Father, allow me to be used. Father God, just let them know that I am just a vessel that I am just being used by you because I made myself available. So Lord, decrease me, remove me and allow the Holy Spirit to enter and take part and do what the Holy Spirit does. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So today, today's topic, um, what is blocking me from my purpose? And the reason why I feel like this topic was, was why God shifted a little bit um, was to not only focus on, um, to not only focus on the topic purpose, because I, I guess God knows that most of us already know what our purpose is, but there are things that are blocking us from us actually living out and uh, filling out, living out our God-given purpose. So very briefly, and Dr. Tamara, thank you for your great introduction. I am just a God-inspired, inspirational speaker. I am a college professor, author, um, and I just love to help mainly women. I mean, I, I help everyone, but it's just something about women and helping them to just activating this healing journey. It's a journey that I feel everyone who has not started their healing journey, um, those are the people that I wanna to talk to because it's going to really help us to devise this lifestyle that's just going to give us just such so much abundance um, of not just finances and you know material things, but of happiness, of joy, and just seeing what God can do in our lives. And I am the founder of Healing for Purpose Coaching. So I have been in study mode for the last month uh, for various speaking engagements, teaching opportunities, and purpose has been one that God is having me go back and revisit. And Dr. Miles Monroe, he is just like, I mean, I wish he was still here because his teachings have been such, such, such a major impact in my life. And the one thing that I, you know, I go to him, well, not to him personally, um, but I go to his teachings it's just to try to get like definitions that I feel are just so imperative that we just need, and it just needs to be simple. And so this one connected really well with this today's topic, because like I said, I feel like this particular group, you know what your purpose is, but for some reason, you're not understanding why you have this purpose or you don't believe it you know you're just probably just having some some form of anxiety and for some of us it could be you know one thing that could really stop you it could be multiple things but you know what it is so when i think of the definition 
Dr. Miles Monroe stated that its purpose is when we know and we understand what you were born to accomplish, right? Very clear to the point. Um, so when we were all created, well, not created, when we were all born, we were born with purpose. The whole problem is that no one is telling us that we should be navigating life trying to figure out one, what is it, what is my purpose? Like, what's it, why did God allow me to, to not die, you know, in childbirth? Why did God allow me to, to live through XYZ example? You know, so when you start looking back at your life, this is where you have to start asking, like, I need to know this because there's a lot of things that I have faced. There's a lot of things that I have gone through and I'm still here. I need to know why am I here? And then when you start, when you start learning the, um, the why, the understanding it becomes like a whole nother level of why, because it's like, but why me? Like, why do I have this assignment? Why am I called to this particular population? Why am I called to write 50 books in a year? Why am I called to speak? Why am I called to talk about this? Why am I called to, to make this brand of lipstick, right? Why am I called? So what ends up happening is that a lot of us, many people just never never learn about purpose. So they just never know. And then a lot of us know, but then we just don't understand. So therefore we're not taking action. So the unfortunate part about it is that when you know that you have purpose and you know what you're supposed to do and you're not doing it, that actually is a sin. So we have to understand that. That's why I tell people, as much as I want everyone to know their purpose, I don't want anyone to ever be in a situation where, how can I say this in the best way, where they are they're asking God, like, okay, God, what's my purpose? What's my purpose, God? And you're asking God. And then when it's revealed to you, then you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> this is too much. I don't have time for this. Um, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Right. So God is like, if you're going to start having this conversation with me about it, understand that you have the once I start to reveal and you start, you fully get an understanding of it, you fully know what that thing is. Is that, that means that work has to, has to be done. We have to get into purpose mode, right? So I, I like to talk about just some myths because I think a lot of times people think they're in purpose because they're under a certain label or category in society. And um, some people feel as though that if they're in a certain situation that they're not in purpose when in fact they could be. So there are four things that I do like to um, just address um, if you have a business or if you're an entrepreneur, the myth is you're operating in purpose. That is actually incorrect. Um, I know I've, I've actually went through a season where God sent me to three small businesses, like very small business, um, started as entrepreneurs and they, their business grew into functioning businesses. And two of the three were not operating in purpose, right? So what they knew, they were good visionaries. They were good people that just understood the business world. They saw an opportunity. So people would take that as, oh, this is purpose. But for them, they had no passion about it. They had no, no, no meaning, no care. They would do underhand things to get ahead. When you're operating in purpose, you're gonna feel convicted when you start to um, do things that you know you're not supposed to be doing. So that's, that's how you really start to sway the difference because the one of the three that I did work for, like, oh my gosh, like everything was just like, if even like going into the meetings, it just felt like 
such a, a relief because it was just like you just knew that this person loved everything about what they were about to talk about in that meeting they had a true connection to it they live they eat it they breathe it they can work 23 hours and they'll be the same level of energy there was a huge difference so i want us to understand that just because you're an entrepreneur does not mean that you are operating in purpose. Um, if you have a career such as being a doctor, a nurse, lawyer, teacher, there's a misconception that those people are operating in purpose. If you actually just do a simple Google search, there is um, there's a, a actually was a black lawyer, and she quit her job. She was making six figures, big bucks. Everyone felt like she was doing what she was called to do, and like that was not her purpose. She once she realized what her purpose was. And she understood it had nothing to do with law. She was living out someone else's dream. Her family put that dream into her. And so she was just living it out because that was the only dream that she was hearing. That doesn't mean that that was the only dream that she ever received. But the only dream that she was hearing was be a lawyer. So she took that direction and ended up there miserable, but she had a lot of money. So that shows us just because someone has a career does not necessarily mean that, per that person is operating in purpose. Um, if you work at a fast food restaurant, the misconception is you can't be operating in purpose. That is a lie as well. And I, I always say that there used to be a White Castles in, um, in Brooklyn where I live, and there was a woman there. She worked there up, up, up until when they closed the location. Like they had to close the White Castles for this woman to leave. And I remember when they were closing like she was just she just looked sad and everyone was just thinking oh she's sad because she's not going to have a job anymore and she was like no well we didn't know right misconceptions we didn't know that if you worked at white castles i don't know they still do it now but back then she had a pension so she was walking away from a fast food restaurant with a pension now it might not have been the same type of pension if she was a police officer but she still had a pension and she was able to walk away you know at least with a little bit of stability but with the one thing i would never forget her saying she was telling my mother because you know my mom my mom is like me we are people just love talking to us and she was like no i'm really sad she's like i love coming here and you know speaking to the homeless people and sharing the insight and the knowledge and the resources she said and i understand everyone is not going to take it some people don't care she said but the ones that did and when they would come back and tell me that you know they got an apartment or they got into a shelter finally because the resources she shared because we didn't know she was homeless that one at one time and that's how she got the job at white castles so in actuality she was operating fully in purpose while working at a minimum wage job and on top of that god blessed her with additional benefits that other people frowned upon because they don't even know see there's a lot of things that we don't know about a lot of these fast food restaurants so sometimes i'll tell students my students they'll be like professor i don't want to go work at no wendy's i said well when i was working at mcdonald's there was a wendy's next door and i met a girl she worked at mcdonald's at night and in the daytime she worked at wendy's and she did that because wendy's was doing um tuition reimbursement they were paying for her to go to school so here we are and i my mama sending me to a private college 
if I would have known what I knew, I would have been in Wendy's too, getting that tuition reimbursement. But we don't have that mindset. So here this woman was, that's why I say, when God is in it, it's you're going to walk away blessed. People are not going to understand. They're going to be people that that was probably hating on her, saying, well, you was working at Wendy's. How you get a pension? I don't work the slave at this company for years and I can't get a pension. But she was just doing what God was telling her to do. And she showed up every day with a positive attitude. There was never a time I've, seen, I've ever seen that woman mad, angry. She might have been frustrated because she was the cleaner. So I know she had frustration, which is allowed, but she never went in there like, I hate my job. I hate being here. She was always positive and that always stuck with me. So that's why when I started to understand purpose, that story resonated because everyone would look at it in the opposite way. They'll think that here's the teacher, teacher's in purpose, and here's the fastful worker, she's not in purpose. When actuality, most times, it's, it's vice versa. So we have to definitely think about those myths that we are telling ourselves and that we're telling other people, right? Because we are part of this conversation. Purpose needs to become the conversation that we have every single day. So we have to start having those. And these are the kind of conversations we need to enlighten others and share so that they will know that this is not something that, you know, is, is rare. No, this happens quite often. The last thing is only special people like Beyonce, Bill Gates, and Oprah are, are living in purpose. That is a lot, right? Just because you are, you're famous doesn't mean that you're living in purpose. There are a lot of celebrities out there who don't find their purpose until years later, but that path, right? That opportunity was the opening gate for them to get to that place. So those are things that we have to also think about. What are we not doing that they have done, right? So in case anyone doesn't know how to identify your purpose, I like to just give this share, this quick example. Uh, I don't know if you're taking notes, so you might want to, you know, grab a pen and paper. But what, ask yourself, like, what do I enjoy doing, right? And I mean, just think about everything, everything that you enjoy doing. I also want you to think about the things that you enjoyed doing when you were younger. And I'm going to tell you why a lot of what we are supposed to have been doing was told to us very early on, but we wasn't paying attention, but we're going to get there. But I want you to think about everything that you do enjoy doing. And don't think about, is there's no right or wrong answer? This is your life. If you enjoy collecting stamps, guess what? Write that down. Someone out there loves collecting stamps. If you're one of those people, by all means, go ahead, right? Everyone is not gonna have fancy things. Your likes, my likes, it's gonna always differ. But there's gonna be purpose and the reason why you like certain things. Um, what are you really good at? Now, that's sometimes a question that's hard for a lot of people to answer. This is one of those questions where I want you to be vulnerable right? So vulnerability is actually one of the reasons why we never understand our purpose, right? So that's, put that down, that actually was a bonus. Vulnerability. Be vulnerable and allow yourself to big yourself up for a moment and say, what am I really good at, right? We don't do that enough. So this is why when we get to this, this part, like when I have, not do coaching, <laughs> When I get to what, what are you really good at? The one answer I get, I'm not good at anything. 
that's the wrong mindset. You are good at something. You're good at a lot of things. So if you can't answer that question just yet, and this is going to take, this is an exercise that literally can take some people weeks to do, and that's fine. This is never going to be done in just one shot. But the third one is one that will help us to understand what we're really good at. Okay. Because some of us, it's hard for us to admit. That's why I said, I want, sometimes you have to big yourself up. Like I have to, like, I wrote a post yesterday. God had to remind me, like, do you know how amazing you are? Like, do you know what you have accomplished? And then here I, I am, Facebook memory comes up of the first time I was in a print magazine. I had to stop for a moment and say, yo, wow, like, yo, yo, she's pretty dope. Like, yo, she, she's done some, I've done some amazing things. Like, I had to say that. Other people have said it to me, but there's times when I don't believe it. So what are other people saying you're good at? What do they come to you for? Now, this is where I want you to think about the things that you have never been paid for. See, our true purpose for most of us is, is hidden. It's hidden somewhere, not in a job title. So this is why when you look at the right-hand side, we have to look at some of the things that our hobbies, right? What, um, you volunteer. Uh, what did you do the most as a child? What did you dream of the most as a child? Um, <clears throat> what is some of your work experience? But I want you to look at your work experiences, okay? And that's the difference because your work experience is what you've done at work. But think about when you're at work. There are some people, I truly believe, that God places them at a job just to be that voice of reason for the people at that job. They're paid to do something. Their title could be account executive. That's just an, a title that's coming to my mind right now. That person literally, they might get paid for eight hours as an account executive, but what they're really doing is God is, they're paying, they're paying you because God needs you there because sometimes you're just the only person that has common sense. You're just the only person that has a voice of reason. You're just the only person that's positive. That's going to bring a new light. That's going to bring a new energy. You're you. Just you showing up shifts the entire environment. So you think that this job is giving you the job? This company, is they're just paying you. God is placing you there on purpose. So that's why you have to think about who am I at work? Because sometimes you're that person that, someone's angry, someone's frustrated, they come to you. So you need to put down that, are you coaching them? Are you mentoring them? Are you, you know, counseling? Like, what, what are you doing also? And that's going to help you to also understand some of those other areas, those hidden talents, the talents that you have not gone to school for, the talents that you have never been promoted to entitled, the talents that only God gave you. That's where we're going to start finding purpose. So here's an example of just like one of my, and I've done this, like I still do this, this assignment because I'm constantly learning different things about myself. So I enjoy doing a lot of things, right? Writing. I love the research. Don't, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. I know why. I'm a nerd. So yes, I love reading. Anything with learning something, I'm that person. So I enjoy doing that. I'm the person that will sit and just learn physics just to learn it. I did. Kid you not. Last year, college, last year high school. 
They said you could take any science class. Everyone else is taking the easiest stuff. I'm taking physics. I'm trying to graduate, but I wasn't taking the region, so I didn't care. But that's how my mind works. Like I go for the, I just go for the challenge, just so that I'm just like, hmm, what is this? And I, so you might just be that person. Don't think of it as being weird. That's you. Write that down. It's a part of your DNA. God needed you to have that. If I didn't have the skills and the talents that I um, that I had of researching, I guarantee you, it would not be. I, I wouldn't be in none of the magazines because I don't have a publicist. So we have to think about how a lot of these things really do work. Now, the one thing I will point out is that on my first column, I have singing. Now, I'm not going to sing for y'all today because that's a special talent. Um, but I enjoy singing, but I'm not good at it. So there are certain things that you, again, when you're honest with yourself, when you're vulnerable, you can really say, Tanisha, are you good at singing? No, Tanisha, I'm not good at singing. But I'm not going to stop because... Singing, I think, is just an amazing gift that we should all be able to utilize just in the right environments, okay? And other people have told me that I'm not good at singing, so I do believe that. Now, I do know that, you know, other things that have, you can see, I'm really good at coaching and inspiring people. Now, believe it or not, coaching, inspiring people, I was told this for many of years, but I never thought that I was good at it. And for many of years, I didn't enjoy doing it. So when I first started teaching, um, no. So when I, I was teaching before I was teaching, of course, and at that time, I did not enjoy it. I was good at it. I knew I was good at it. Here I was, 15 years old. I'm doing all of the training for all the college interns. And I'm the 15-year-old high school student. And I'm training all of the college interns on the office procedures and things like that. So I knew that I was good at my job, but I didn't, I didn't like that. At 15, I knew I didn't like, so that's why I didn't want to teach. So sometimes you have to just, you know, when you go back and forth and you start, you know, admitting more things and God starts to reveal more things to you, you start to understand, you start to accept certain skills um, that makes it easier for you to add certain topics to um, different areas. So yes, it did take time for me to realize that others always called on me for that. And that is because I'm really good at it. And I ultimately really started to enjoy. It. So like I said, I was excited to do this since last night. I'm like, yes, waking up this morning, like full of energy. I got my coffee, got my water. I'm ready to go. Like that's how, that's what purpose is going to do for you. Right? So if I didn't enjoy this, um, I wouldn't enjoy this. <clears throat> So, like I said, 1016 this morning, I wrote, I wrote the time down. Um, God told me that some of you already operate in a purpose and you don't even know it. So I don't know who needed to hear that message, but at 1016 this morning, that's what I heard. I wrote it down and that message was for you. If it resonates with you, go ahead, girl. I need you to know that you already operating in it. And it's, and that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful place to be in because nine times out of 10, if you are already operating in purpose and you don't know you're operating in purpose, you might already like it enough, right? It might, you might like it, but you just now have to get to the point of figuring out like, all right, God, how do I do this? You know, in which way? And this, this is where we're going to talk about some of those blockages because um, a lot of times we allow 
one of three things to to block us. And it's actually this more so like you heard me say earlier, um, being vulnerable. Not being vulnerable is going to block you because you're not giving yourself the space of saying, I'm really good at this, right? And this ties into the first one because um, it made me think about Moses, right? So Moses had a stutter and in Moses' mind, he's like, I can't do this because I have a stutter. So a lot of us will will knock our gift, which is the second thing. You for, you're, you're forgetting this is a God-given talent. Some of you might not even know that yet, but your purpose, whatever God needs you to do is a God-given talent. It is a gift that you're supposed to give to the world. So you're saying that you're not good at it just because you might have a little bit of imperfection. Matter of fact, you have a lot of imperfection because none of us are perfect. So the part that I love when I've continued to read in Exodus 10 was when I mean, Exodus, yeah, Exodus 4, 10 through um, Exodus 4, verse 12, not Exodus 10. God said to Moses, like, look, look. I just need you to go and speak. And I will teach you what to say. When you get to understanding what that gift is and you stop putting the limitations, you're going to see that God is just going to put you in that space. And then it's just going to, you're just going to be like, wait, how do I even know what to do? Like, I didn't even know what to say. Like, why is this happening, right? Favor is going to start to just come on, come upon you. I've been teaching professionally for 11 years. When I understood, and even this morning, I had deeper revelations as I was thinking about Moses. I remember in second grade for the first time, in second grade, I got an S and it was, um, I forgot how they worded it, but they basically were saying sharing your ideas, like, you know, with others. They got to a point in my life as a little girl where I did not want to speak in public and speak in front of anyone because I would stutter. And so I would get embarrassed. My classmates would laugh. And so I shut down. So here I was at second grade. And I'm shutting down because I don't want to speak out loud because I don't know if I'm going to stutter over a word and they're going to chuckle. So I had blocked this. So see how the connection of me not wanting to teach from a little girl, from a little girl, I was told you're going to be a teacher. And I was like, y'all crazy. No, I'm not. <laughs> but it was a connection because I was blocking myself by <clears throat> saying to myself at second grade, whatever that age is, I can't speak in front of people because I stutter. Therefore, I can't teach. So I already had made it logical at a little girl. So this is why I say sometimes you have to go back to how you were, what were you doing? What were you talking about? What were the conversations as a child? Because there was a lot that happened there. So when I kept hearing it, become a teacher, become a teacher. Even when I went to college, freshman seminar, they had us do the personality test. Everything drowns either social services, um, the human services, and education. And I'm like, no, lady, I'm going to be a publicist. I'm sticking with communications. Leave me alone. And that was it. I was blocking. But I'm, I'm going to even tell you a funnier joke how that even um, backfired, too. 
So I have blocked it. Even when God put me in a position. So that's another thing. God is going to always place you in a position to use your gift. The gift that he wants you to use the most, he is going to always put you in a position to always use it. So here I was telling myself, I can't speak in front of people because I have a stutter. Sixth grade comes, I am selected as um, salutatorian. I'm excited about it until they remind me, you have to do a speech. Why would I, wow, God, why would you do that to me? So I did the speech because it was my honor. I, I had something to say. Now, that's the other thing. I knew that speaking was something I was supposed to do because I always had something to say, but I allowed that moment like Moses, like, look, mm, my, my stutter, my speech is not the greatest. So maybe you shouldn't, I'm not, I'm going to be the last to speak. So sometimes that will happen, but God is going to always create an opportunity. So sixth grade. And all I remember was the parents were crying. And my mother was accused of writing my speech. That's all I remember. They could not understand at sixth grade, probably like 11 years old, whatever I wrote, whatever, whatever I said, it was that profound, I guess. That's when I, when I reflect now, years later, that's how I knew or oh, that's how I know that's my, this is my gift. I, I never went to public. I didn't take my first public speaking class into college. So here I was, whatever I'm saying is allowing the adults who are understanding the message probably because my classmates probably didn't care. It was hot that day too. I remember it was in the church. So my, the parents are probably like, whatever I'm saying was hitting them hard. And people really felt like that can't come from this little person. So that also made me afraid. So that also pushed me away from wanting to speak. So that became a blockage. <clears throat> so for a lot of us, whatever you have been telling yourself, some of you are still probably telling yourself these things and each story is going to differ. But what are you telling yourself? What can, why do you believe you're not good at this? Why do you believe that you're not the person that God needs to answer this particular problem or question in the world? Why? Why do you believe that that's not what you're supposed to do? You have to get to that point where you understand that God is with you. He just needs you to be available. He just needs you to show up. He just needs you to show out. And guess what? He's going to do all the work. He's doing it. I'm not doing it. He is. So you have to get to that space that whatever you're telling yourself, that you, that you correct it, that you stop believing it. Tell, tell, tell the devil that he can't have this idea. Stop trying to, and this is going to lead to my third point, Stop trying to do what the world is doing or what is known as traditional. A lot of us are called into ministry. And the reason why a lot of us don't wanna do ministry 
is because we're trying to figure out, God, where do I fit into this? Because I see what they're doing here at Church A, and I see what they're doing here at Church B. But God, I don't know if this is what I, this doesn't feel right. So you're looking at traditional, and God is speaking to you about something, and you have the whole vision, it's written down, and you're just looking at it, and you're like, well, God said write the vision, right? So you, you did that part, you wrote it down, and you're looking at it, and you're looking at the examples around you, and you're like, yeah this so we say you know what i'm not doing it because because god they, these people gonna kick me out they church but guess what that's blocking you because unfortunately for those and this is more for people who are who are they know they're called to ministry sometimes you have to be the one standing outside on the corner you might not be meant to go into the building right where was Jesus? How many times did Jesus go and was Jesus up in the building? Jesus was out and about. Jesus was doing everything. He was doing it where he was just walking and healing people. So why do you feel as though you're supposed to do what everyone else is doing? You can't do that. That's why you're confused. That's why it doesn't make sense to you. Because you're trying to take what God is trying to tell you to do in the manner that he needs for you to say it and the way that he needs for you. You're going to dress it up the way he needs for it to be dressed. He doesn't need any more actors. He doesn't need any more actresses. The plays, he's tired of it. So you have to stop saying, well, I can't do it like so-and-so. Guess what? He's happy about that. He's like, Thank thankfully, someone is not going to do it like so-and-so because guess what? I need you to do it the way I need you to do it. This is why you just have to understand. Stop allowing these things to block you. I don't know what your purpose is. I don't know why God called you for, for, for that particular season, for that particular reason. I don't know what that gift is. But what I do know is if he gave it to you, that means that he needs for you to do it. Your purpose is a gift to the world. And we limit what our world is. We limit what our world is. If God gave you a gift to give to the world, how can you limit it? to a building, I'm just saying. We limit it to a building. We wanna fit in a building, but your gift is, he said, I'm giving it to you for the world. How many people fit in a building? Somebody tell me in the chat, how many people fit into your church building? The last church that I was in, I think they could fit maybe 50 people. How many people right in the chat? Because if I don't see millions and billions, then that means that your gift is not being used for the world, right? I see 50 maybe. So we got 50. My 50, your 50, that's 100 people. You know how many people laugh? And I get it. Because <laughs> a lot of people started popping up online and everybody became a prophet and I understand that. I have nothing to say about that. However, what I will say is 
I never, I don't doubt. Because people say, oh, the internet is, is the devil. No, God created the, God needed the internet to be created for a purpose. The same way God needed TV to be created and radio to be created for a purpose, right? So that's why those individuals who created those um, inventions, they had to create that so that millions of years later, we can use it for God's reason. It might not have been utilized immediately for God's purpose. God just needed that to be available so that the people that were coming who are going to finally stop allowing the, their blockages to block them and start speaking up. So there were those that God was saying, you know what, I'm calling you to radio, but I need you to speak, right? So before they even knew that they were going to radio, they had to first identify their gift. What is the gift that God wants me to use? Is it gonna be song, right? So like, I think about my own journey. When I was, I want to say, I think seven or eight, I had a dream that I was on, I was on stage and it was like a, a huge arena with like, I think maybe millions of people, huge arena. And I had a mic in my hand, no lie. Okay. Now I thought this was for me to become a singer. So that's how I started on the journey to try to become a singer. So here I am, I actually went for like auditions and stuff to, to get a manager. I was like taking it serious because I had this dream. And that's why I say, go back to what you were dreaming about as a child, because there was something there. But nevertheless, I had that and I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sing and it just didn't work out, right? But it wasn't that God wasn't using, he didn't want to use my voice. He just didn't want to use my voice in that capacity. So he was like, no, no, no. So that's why I feel like years later, that's when God had to use me again and had to work on my confidence so that I can get to that space where I can start, um, sorry, I meant to go to the slide, when I can actually start to be confident again in my, in my ability to use that gift. So once I understood that, it was like, okay, he wants me to speak, okay? And then once I had the idea of what, what am I gonna, it was like, what am I speaking about? And that's something that we're gonna talk about in a moment, right? So we're gonna put a pause on that. So I wanna help you to start, helping you to unblock yourself, right? Um, if you know me, my story started with healthy eating, healthy living, drinking water, exercising. That's where my start, that's where my relationship with God actually started. Um, and I find it very fascinating that when people say, you know, God doesn't care about my health. God doesn't care about, you know, oh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just going to stay on medication. That's what God wants me to do. When God created earth, verse 11 and 12 talks about making vegetation. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think day and night didn't come until verse 13, okay? So that means that God was like, I need them to have food. And I wonder if we ever look at the relationship between God, the earth, the food that we eat, and how all of that just connects with one another. So when I started to eat healthier, the one thing that I can, I can say for myself was I started to hear God. 
And I feel as though when you're eating the, the fruits, the vegetables, the herbs, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about any products. I'm talking about you going to the grocery store, going to your farmer's market. For those of you that have a backyard, go back there and start your, um, start your, your garden, okay? For those of you, um, so that's another PSA. For those of you that have access to a garden and you can just start small, but God gave us the food. And so when we eat those foods, we are drawing closer to him, right? So that's another way that's going to help you to start unblocking because you have to have this conversation with God. We can't talk about purpose if we're never going to talk about God. So if you want to start hearing him, because people always say to me, but Tanisha, I don't hear God. God doesn't speak to me. Whoa, baby girl, I don't know how, because he speaks to me all day, okay? And I love it. I love it. So when people say he doesn't speak, um, no, he does. Or what are you doing to unblock it? Like you have to unblock this so you can start hearing what is God telling you to do, right? Exercising. When I got the name Healing for Purpose, I was, I will never forget, I was in my living room jumping rope and I was just working on jumping rope and I just heard um, heal thy body and then I just heard Healing for Purpose and I'm like, what are you talking about, God? Like, and I'm working out. It's going, it's a portal that we have to tap into that is given to us. And like I said, unfortunately, yes, buying vegetables and all of that is, uh, is um, very expensive. But for those of us who do have access, that's why I do believe God wants us to have an abundance of land so that we can grow our own stock. We can grow our own so we don't have to go conforming to what the world is telling us. Yes, it is insane if you try to go to Whole Foods and you're paying $7 for a head of lettuce. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Absolutely not. But we're going to talk to God about the finances until we can get there. And so I mean, give me the finances so I can afford it. And also give me the finances so I can have my own property so I can grow my own. And I don't have to pay $7 to the store. But that's a whole nother story for another day. Um, other ways to unblock yourself, pray and journal. Pray and journal. Pray and journal. Talk to God. Listen to the scriptures. Sometimes that's how I really learned the Bible because God was just giving, he'll send me to a scripture and I'm like, what? And I'll go to the scripture and next thing you know, whatever I'm praying about or what I'm talking to God about shows up in that scripture. So now I have something to reflect on. So immediately I'm going to my journal and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm just listening. God. Right. And when you start writing, you start hearing things and you start understanding and you're like, wait, now it's, I'm telling you, you're not going to understand that at first, but just still write it, still put it down. Okay, start doing what you love to do. Now, for many of you, you might not know what you love to do. So start with hobbies. Start with a self-care day, right? Just start with something that's going to get your mind into a loving space, right? Purpose operates better in love. Purpose operates better in positivity, right? Because you're able to start seeing, you're able to start tapping into creative portals. You really start able to hear in God because you're, you're more free. See, when we're not, when we're blocked, we feel stuck. We feel stiff, right? That's why our bodies hurt. So when we start doing the things that we love to do, we start remembering what those things are. For some of you, you don't remember what those things are. Start remembering them. Start taking care of yourself. Um, I had told one of my clients, I, I, take, I turn off my phone for a certain part on a Sunday. No phone, no nothing. If I want to, I can read the Bible. I can exercise. I can clean up. I can make my dinner. I can just sit and watch TV, but I don't want any part of technology for the for, for those few hours. And that's sometimes you need to do that as well. 
speak to God about the life that God showed you. Speak about the life God showed you. So what I mean by that is you're going to start the closer and the more that you start speaking to God about purpose, he's going to show you an entire life. Now, for some of us, depending on our mindset today, that life can be very intimidating based off of what you're seeing. So, and I'm very transparent. I recently had a, I had a, a moment, maybe like three months ago, where I was speaking to God about money. And the one thing that I realized was that I was afraid to believe that I'm supposed to have money. Now, and I don't, I don't, I don't, sometimes people say like, Tanisha, you don't know, like, how do you say certain things? When I was a little girl, I never had a dream of, like, I never had the dream of like, I want to be a lawyer. Like, I want to be a doctor. I never had one of those. I just, I, I think from a little girl, I think from that dream, because again, I, mean, I saw all the millions of people and I'm a singer and I'm correlating to what I understand. I was going to be a millionaire. So in my mind, I already kind of felt I was going to be a millionaire. So I just lost that passion because I lost that feeling because I was always just told, get a job, keep a job, get a job, keep a job. But when I started speaking to God about purpose again, God started to talk to me more about it. And I started to realize like, so this is not looking like a nine to five job life, huh? Right? And this is the conversation that I'm having with God because you don't want to keep having a back and forth. You're moving, you're, you're, seeing, you're seeing progress, but you're still trying to fit your, you're trying to fit what you think it should be. If God is telling you, this is the way it is. So think about Noah, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was like God told Noah 300 in length, I know it was 300 in length, I think 30 in height. I can't remember the width, but whatever God gave Noah those particular dimensions. If Noah would have been like, you know what? I'm gonna do 40 height. Yeah, I'm gonna do 40. And I'm gonna do 500. Cause I know he said take two of each, but I'm gonna take four of each. If if Noah would have, if Noah would have done that, here, yeah, Noah's ark would not have been a storm. And I know that. Because God is like, I gave you, the, I gave it to you exactly. All you have to do is, <clears throat> right? All you have to do is literally just write that down the way that God is telling you, right? And I see someone says creating a vision board. Absolutely, right? But when we get confused with the vision boards, this is where we get tricky because this is where we start to put what we want. We are envisioning. We want, I want to see it the way God the way God, sometimes when I write these things down, I'm like, all right, God, what? Like, I, I start, and, and you start, and, and you go to the magazine, you cut out a, a condo, but the God showed you, what did God show you a condo? Or did God show you something else? So this is where we have to speak about the light that exactly what he is showing us. And if you have those visuals, Absolutely. If not, I always tell them, try to sketch it. Try to sketch it, right? God is going to give that to you no matter what. Sketch it. Mm. Yes, God's vision boards for our lives. Absolutely. So then once you start to speak it, now sometimes we speak it, we may not still believe it. So, and I, and, but that's where we have to stop. Because I want you to speak it, I want you to believe it. 
So before I had lost 100 pounds, people would ask me, so how much weight are you trying to lose? At least 100 pounds. And they're like, how much have you lost? And whatever the journey, at that point in my journey, and they're like, why would you say, no, I used to say, I'm going to lose at least 100 pounds. And they're like, how much did you lose? 15 pounds. Man, you're not even close to it. It didn't matter. I knew that I needed to lose at least 100 pounds. So whether or not that was my reality at that moment, I kept speaking it. And in 362 days, I was 100 pounds lighter. So you have to continue to speak it. It doesn't mean that it's going to come instantly. Yes, God can bless you instantly. But there's going to be certain things that you have to still work for. You still have to do the work. God is like, yeah, you're going to be a millionaire. Yes, I will be a millionaire. You're going to keep speaking that I will be a millionaire. But I'm continuing to give you the tools and the resources so that you can continue to do it. But you got to keep speaking it and keep believing it. Now, when you actually start believing on it, hopefully you start to act on it. Now, this can happen at the same time. You can actually still be acting on it and not even believe it, right? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Noah probably had that. So Noah was in action mode. And I'm pretty sure there were some moments he probably was saying the hammering like, is he sure about this? Wait, did I hear right? But that's okay because you're acting. So God loves that because your means you're just acting fully on faith. That means that you are doing something because you just, you, you have that much love with, for God that God will say, do this. It doesn't make any sense to you. No one else has done it. You don't have a blueprint besides what God has given you. You have nothing to compare. You can't Google it. You can't go on YouTube. You have to sit there with yourself and God and do it the way that God is doing. So I can see Noah standing there like, all right, this is kind of crazy. All right, he said, come on, two giraffes. I don't look. You sure? You sure I shouldn't take three? You sure we don't need four? Because they say, you know, more is better. Like, I can see us messing this up for ourselves because we'll sit here and start to, start to insert our plans. Just do what God asks you to do. Do what God asks you to do. Speak what God is telling you. Accept what God wants to give you. Accept. That's why a lot of us are not getting to purpose because we're not accepting that. You're not accepting that your purpose is going to come with more blessing. Your purpose is going to come with favor that is not going to make sense to other people. People are going to hate you because of the purpose that is on your life. I knew that my talent of teaching was uncommon <clears throat> when everyone else had to go to school and get a certificate to teach to make a decent salary. Let me say that, right? To make a decent salary. So we have to understand that. Everyone else is going to school to get a certificate to make the same salary as myself. I didn't have any education. They hired me just off of who I am, off of the things that I have told them. I didn't have any experience technically aligned. My first full-time job as an educator was at a trade school teaching um, professional development to medical assistants. I was not a medical assistant. I never worked in a doctor's office. I didn't, look, I was just like, give me the materials and I can teach it. That's the one thing that I knew. I knew that God gave me a talent and a gift where I can, you can just give it to me and I can turn around and teach it. And then next thing you know, once I, you know, get through the curriculum one time, I can now insert myself. I can now insert a story that was related to this particular and give the examples. I learned based off of my experience. And then when they did say, okay, 
you have to now get a license. My colleagues who don't have, because a lot of them, they were nurses, they were LPNs, doctors, you know, they, they had to go to these classes because they did not have any educational background. So even that became um, an issue because I didn't have to go to them classes. Why? Because while I worked on my PhD, I did take adult educational courses. I didn't get a degree in it, but I had taken courses related to it. Here I was not even understanding at that point why I was taking. Didn't I say earlier, God is going to allow things to happen into your life that's going to ultimately benefit you later on. You're not even going to understand why. I started the PhD program 2010. <clears throat> I think it was 2010. I think it's, So by the time I started this year, I had already taken like three adult ed courses, teaching online, you know, uh, adult education me um, methodologies. I had taken all those kind of courses. Didn't know why I was taking them. And here I was at, at here I was in 2011 saying, um, well, I did take classes and this topic kind of looks similar to what they, this class that you want me to take. So um, do I have to take it? And when they evaluated, they said, no, I didn't. And everyone was mad. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. And when I realize now, that was not, it wasn't my fault. That's God doing it. God makes it so that others can understand this is a natural born gift. This is why some of you have gone to school to get degrees and you sitting in a class like this. I already know this. I already know this. You can teach the class. But the only reason why you can't teach the class is because according to that institution, you don't have the degree. But you have all the wisdom. You know more than the people that's been operating in that for years. This is the reason why the world puts so many restrictions. The world put restrictions to try to stop us. Because see, the people that have purpose, that operate in purpose, we're not doing what the world is doing. God is going to, he's going to teach a line. Man, come on, you with me. You ain't got to stand online. You walk to the front. God lets you in instantly. So you have to understand that. <clears throat> and for a lot of you, that's another reason why you're running from purpose. Because you're afraid. You're afraid of what's to come with that. You're afraid of people knowing who you are. But if, they, if your gift is to give to the world, people have to know who you are. They have to know who you are. So you can't hide behind, you can't hide behind the camera. You can't hide behind the pen. You can't hide behind um, the website. Because God is saying, I need you to go everywhere. So this is the reason why you have to start surrounding yourself with like-minded people. If people are not talking about purpose, then you don't need to talk to them. There was a time in my life where, when God was just, I mean, it, it was annoying because I, I even, I'm like, dad, God, you got me talking about purpose all day, every day. I mean, I used to go live every single day, every morning, 2015, 2016. I'm going live. God was just speaking to me. Purpose, 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 purpose. He's talking about, you know, the lies of purpose. You know, he's talking about the benefits of purpose. He has me writing all these different things about purpose and speaking about purpose. And I was just like, well, why? And I understand why, because when I went back into the classroom, I'm looking at college students who are being told that they should take this class because all the other athletes take the class. 
That's not their purpose. Why not put them in a class that's going to build their gift? That's why I said when I, even when I went to college and I said, no, I'm staying with communications. God was like, that's cool. <laughs> that's cute. You trying to run? God put me in front of people because I had to take public speaking, not once, but two times. I had to take broadcast journalism, right? I had to take broadcast journalism. So God was up here like, oh, you thought, <laughs> you thought you didn't want to teach? You didn't want to teach in front of like 20 kids. That's all right. He put me in front of a whole classroom and had me give speeches. Speeches that have, again, I don't know why, but when you're operating in purpose and when you know God is going to do what he's only he can do, when you, whatever, whatever that gift is, right? Everyone's gift is not the same. So whatever your gift is, when you use it, if one person has a shift, then you have done your job. That's how we have to look at purpose. Because when I'm sitting in, I'm standing in that class and I remember I was talking about my father growing up without my father in my life. I'm trying not to cry because that was, unfortunately, that was a part of the rubric. They wanted you to deliver an emotional speech without you getting emotional. That was the assignment. And I remember I'm not crying, I'm trying not to. And like my whole class, the teachers, they're crying. And I'm like, super uncomfortable. But that's how you know, that's just your gift. So I, I knew that speaking was just gonna be a part of it. I was trying to modify it, you know, trying to do like most, I'm gonna just write. I'm gonna, I'm going to write a blog, right? And I'll try to hide. And God is like, no, because I need for you to speak. And the person that I need to write the books, you're going to encourage them to write the books. But just keep speaking because no matter what, you're going to, it's going to ignite something. So that's how you have to get to with your purpose. Understand. It was given to you because only you can do it. I can't copy off of you. No one can. They, can. they can literally steal your laptop. They can pay someone hundreds and thousands of dollars to download and to transcribe every video. They can read word for word everything that you have said or written and they'll never be able to do it the way you do it. People go online. Look at recently, the two young ladies that came up with the, um, the dance for, um, what's the girl's name? Um, Megan Thee Stallion, the remix with her and Beyonce. The two young ladies that created that dance on TikTok last year, they just had the dance trademark. They owned the trademark of that dance. How many people, even Megan Thee Stallion tried to do it, but they could not do it the way them, them, two, them two young ladies did it. That was their purpose. At that particular time, that was their purpose. Only they could have done it. And because they did it the way that God told them to do it, it, it pushed them 
and propelled them to the front. They didn't run from it. They had to accept it. They had to embrace it. And whatever that came with it, good and bad, because at the end of the day, you have to also understand negative is going to come. Jesus had to deal with it. Jesus had to deal with the critics. As many people that followed him, and I believe that he had more followers that were hating him because they just wanted to see the, to say, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. It wasn't, he, he ain't healed nobody's. That dude was just pretending to be sick. Like, I can't imagine. So he probably had 5,000 people following him. And God is like, I'm going to just keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing out through my son. Because you know what? These haters, I, I, yeah, I know what these haters, they're they, they going to they gonna keep believing. So God is like, look, you got to accept that. You have to accept whatever. And even if, that, that that makes you afraid, then that means you got to surround yourself even more. Because your team, your like-minded crew, they're going to they're gonna encourage you. You guys are going to encourage and encourage one another to move forward, to make sure that, you know, we, that we get, that we continue to stay on this path. That's why when I did, when I decided to become a coach again, I said, you know what, God, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about helping somebody to understand that, you know, at one time I didn't have anyone. I would talk about these things to my, my family and they're looking at me like, so you think you that special? No, actually I don't. Like, this is actually very frightening. This, this actually scares me. Like there, but they, there was no encouragement. So when I started to surround myself with people that were speaking about purpose, that was living in purpose, that were operating in purpose, that they were able to speak life into me. And they're like, look, and they're giving me this and they're giving me insight. And then the ones that, especially the ones who believe in God, because there's people operating in purpose, they don't believe in God. And you know, I don't know how that works out for them, but that's cool. But the ones that believe in God and they're like, no. And they're just like, talk to God about it. No, do it the way God tells you to do it. Nope, don't go online. Don't go on Instagram. You know, I know that everyone says, well, search the hashtag. What hashtag did God tell you to use? We got to get to that point because that's the only way that it's going to work for us. It has to work for us because God is like, I don't need you to do it the way that everybody else is doing. I need you to do it the way that I need you to do it. And then the last thing to do is focus on positive things. Focus on positive things. Like, until, even if you don't know what your purpose is, even if you don't fully understand it, the reason why I say when you operate and you focus on positive things and you just allow for positive and peaceful things, you start to receive messages from others, right? And so instead of, so I'll give you a perfect example. I live in New York City and we tend to put our headphones on as a blocker. So especially for women, we don't want to hear the, you know, hey, mama, kissing at us. We don't want to hear that. So we put our headphones on, we just walk, and we block everything else. That's also seen as an aggressive moment, right? So one day, God said, take off the headphones. And I'm like, again, having my debates with God, but Lord, you know, I'm walking down the street. I'm walking to work today. Really? Do I take my headphones off? But because I, had, I, was, I was inviting and I was positive, God was able to send someone to send me, to give me a message that I needed because I was praying or praying about something. And that woman, because of our conversation, I got instant confirmation. 
So sometimes we don't realize the things that we're doing. <clears throat> and again, I know that me putting on headphones is to put on my defense mechanism because I'm in Brooklyn and don't mess with me, right? That's the energy I used to have. And so it's like, I'm like free. So we have to start putting that energy out. And then you start to realize things start to just happen. And you start to hear people. You start to hear the things that people do say to you that you don't normally hear about yourself, right? Sometimes you have to, because we don't have that positive. Your mind is probably in, in, in full of negative thoughts, full of what you don't have, full of what's going wrong, the kids acting up, you know, they just added an extra fee. You don't know why this fee was added. You have a whole bunch of things just happening. And so you're not listening. So when you start to, God, clear me from the negativity, pull me in a calm piece, fill me with positive thoughts and be a positive light, you start to hear things and then you start to understand. And now here you are, you know, hopefully in a few, some days, it could be days. Like I ran it, I wrote a book in a day. And God was like, that's the book I need you to put out. And I'm like, but that was the assignment for the moment. So as like I said, I know that I can go on and on and I'm so respectful for everyone's time, uh, but I just love purpose. And I just want us to all understand you have a gift that has to be given. And the one thing that I want you to, as you walk away today, the one thing I want you to think about and envision, whatever your gift is, Every time you don't operate in it, could be someone's life. And I know that's heavy and that's hard, but that's how God had to give it to me. And I will never forget, there was a, a young lady, a pastor, we actually share the same middle, my, my middle name is her first name, um, name. But I remember her telling me, cause I was like, I got into a selfish mode and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be misinspiration. And I mean, God was blessing me. I was on like a legit radio show in New York city every Tuesday. And I walked away from that because I didn't want to be misinspiration. I, I didn't care. And God, and when she said to me, she said, sis, every time you shut your mouth and you don't speak what God is telling you to say, you could be allowing someone to walk into their home and kill themselves because you didn't speak because they was waiting for you. And I do tear up right now because I have to have those revelations. Some of us, we need that hard hitting because I don't know about you. I've been, I've been in, in a space where I wanted to commit suicide before I've been there. And I know who the people were that I turned to. And some of those people were not people that I knew personally. So I think about the Dr. Miles Monroe's, the T.D. Jakes, the Joyce Myers, the Catherine Coleman's. I think about those people, the, the Joe Osteen's. I think about the Dr. Tamara's, right? I think about everyone who is being used whether it's in a national, international, or on a local scale. And if God is telling you to say, like, I need you to say this, you may not understand why you might need to say something, why you might need to write something, why you might need to draw, color, 
dance, create, right? We all have many talents. You may not understand why you're doing that. It may not make sense to you. It might not even be passionate for you, but you feel God is saying to do it. I'm going to ask you to do it. I want to ask you to do it because someone needs it. And at that particular anointed and appointed time that you release that, the person, the people that need it, they're going to be blessed. I don't want you to think about money. Take away any, take away, God, I need to make, because that's how the world operates. But if God is telling you to create something, create it, put all of your love into it. God, this is all you. Let him take over in that whole creative process. And then you do whatever he tells you as far as the numbers and you just follow, be obedient, release it. But don't sit there and be on people that are like, let me look at the insights because I'm gonna see what the insights say. Don't, because they, that takes away from the purpose. The purpose is who are the people that needed that? Because when you focus like that, God's going to just, he's going to bless you. He's going to be like, woo. You're going to be like, you know, next thing you know, you're going to just turn on your cash app and people going to just be sending you, sending you money. You're going to have, because you might not, whatever that thing that God had you to, I think about like my cousin, she um, does crochet. She, I spoke to her about this thing too. And I said, just start creating. Whatever God is showing you to create, create it, create it, take a picture and put it on Facebook. Like start somewhere. And she's sitting there. I mean, the girl, she can, she can crochet like in a whole hour of full rap. And you're like, girl, which, how you do that so fast? But she did it. And then people would start to, you know, she would just post it. She didn't put any prices. And then people were like, you know, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. And she's like, what? She's thinking 40, but because she did it out of purpose, because she understood that someone out there needs this and I'm just gonna post it. And I'm not gonna be attached to the outcomes of it. I'm just gonna be attached to the fact that somebody needed it. That's how I feel now. Like I, get, I got back to the point where I'm just like, God, I just know someone needs it. I don't care what the outcome is. Cause I know you wanna take care of me. Like you, you sustained me when I had nothing. <laughs> So if you sustain me when I had nothing, why wouldn't I want to do the work for you and not believe that you're going to bless me? When we take away this mindset of wanting to be famous and everybody needs to know my name, I don't want people to know my name. I can really, I don't care because I want them to know what God can do for them. I want them to have a relationship with God. And if they do know my name, I want them to know that I need to go to her because she can help me get closer to God. She can help me hear God better. She can help me to understand what's, how to even, what conversations to have with God. So sometimes we have to stop with this definition of who we are and just understand like, who, who am I at this moment? Because right now I'm Miss Inspiration. But then know what, in another hour, I might need to be a healer. I might need to lay hands on someone. And two weeks, I might need to pray and, and, and fast for other people. I don't know what, at this time, God, what do you want me for? God, what do you want to use me for? 
because when you start getting to that point, that's when you start operating in purpose on a whole nother level. That's when you start operating in purpose on a daily basis, where it's not attached to even your gift, where you are the gift. When you just walk outside, you smile at someone. Now I know we can we can't smile because we got, we got a face mask on, but whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You you smile at someone. You're operating in purpose because you're blessing someone with that smile. Someone is now touched and their, their energy shifts. You might not be able to give them anything else, but you gave them a gift that no one else was willing to give them. So you did your job. You operated in purpose today. And then the person that comes along and they give that person a sandwich, that person, because if they did it from their heart, they're not on Instagram like, girl, let me show you giving a home this man a sandwich, all right? They're not doing that. They're out here doing because God said, bless that person. You're operating in purpose. You start to operate in a whole nother realm. You start to operate in a realm that no one even understands. People now, they're going to be like, wait, what's... That's how your life starts to operate. So we think about purpose as this big final project, right? It's not a final project. Purpose is every single day. But unfortunately, all of these things, they get blocked because we can't be a light. You can't be a light if you're depressed. You can't be a light if you don't think that, if you think all of your problems are the only problems. I told someone the other day, I said, you cry to me about all of your problems. I said, and I have no problem with that. I said, but do you ever think that I have problems? And the person said, no, they said, no. They, they felt like I had no problems. I said, see the difference that in how I handle my problems now. I channel my energy on everyone else. When I'm defeated, they go a new journal, Amazon. Um, a new course is created. As that's where I put my problems and what the people need. My problems become my purpose. Because if I can't solve I told, I told someone, they was like, you don't have financial problems. I said, I'm gonna just, I said, I'm gonna just tickle you. I'm gonna tickle you and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my business for the day. I have six figures in student loan debt. Six figures. Two and a half degrees because I didn't finish my dissertation for my PhD. Do I look bothered? The reason why I'm not bothered, because do I have six figures right now to pay them? No, right? Do I have six figures to pay them right now? Can I contact Fed loans right now? I don't have that right now. So what am I gonna sit here and complain and cry about it? But you know what I can do? I can work on something that can ultimately generate six figures to solve that problem. I don't know if it is, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that energy there. It's no need for me to put the energy in the problem. I'm gonna put the energy into a solution and I'm gonna just pray like God, you know, come on, sprinkle, 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 sprinkle that extra purpose on it. I'm bring that little extra blessing so we can, and I just operate in purpose. I don't sit and think about me. I have my moments. But then I have to quickly get out of it. Get out of it. Tanisha, someone needs it. They need you. They need what we got. Come on, let's go. That's all I ever hear God. Because God won't go, because like I said, he don't stop. He just, when people say that they don't hear from God, I'll be like, whoa, we lucky. Because he talk a lot. He does. 
This is why I'm still talking because God is talking. So I just hope that this message has blessed you. I hope it has given you some excitement about having this conversation with God. I want you to talk to God. God, what's my purpose? What's my purpose for today? Even if you don't want to know what the, the, the big project is, God, what's my purpose for today? What do you need me to do today? Look at all of your past experiences. Nothing has, everything that you have gone through is going to fuel and feed into your purpose, right? And so you're trying to say to yourself, what have I gone through that can possibly help someone else? So I think about that lady at White Castles. The lady at White Castles was a, she was sharing resources that she knew of through her own struggles. When I started to help people with weight loss, I was showing them based off of what I was doing. So I was giving them my firsthand experience. This is what I use. Now this may work, but it may not work, right? And she can say the same thing. So just look at your past experiences. Look at your natural born gifts your gifts, your talents, the things that you didn't have to go to school for, even though you might've went to school for it, but you didn't have to go to school for it. But you need to start, talk, start tapping into that. Look at what are you naturally good at? Stop thinking about what you have been paid for. Your purpose is not always gonna be within where you were paid. You were, it's not gonna come in the form of a W-2 or a 1099, not yet. We can get it there. Your purpose can become your career. Absolutely. But doesn't you're not you might not be there, or you might be there, but you might not realize it. So then we have to uncover, we have to unblock some of those blockages so that you can start to get to that point. So I am Tanisha Shane. Um, I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. Instagram usually has all of my information, but tanishashanae.com is my also my website. But Instagram will have the links for my different books, my different planners, and um, just my YouTube. So I'm, I'm actually starting back. I started back last Sunday, every Sunday posting um, a new God-inspired message to get us through the week. So those messages will be posted onto my YouTube channel. And I do put clips and bits on my Instagram page and Facebook. So if you're not following me, if you're not connected with me, definitely, definitely do so. Um, and if you want to learn more about Healing for Purpose, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I also have um, reactivating the Healing for Coaching group coaching. Um, so you can definitely go to that link and you will be able to. But I pray that this has inspired you. This has given you just the excitement to want to go out there and have that conversation with God and start to do exactly what God is asking you to do. He's calling you to do, right? You are called to do this. Only you can do it the way that you can do it. And when you, oh, all right, thank you. Um, I will, I'm gonna put my email in the, in the chat, but I would definitely love to, to, um, to come and speak. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions and you are looking to just take that next step, you know, I definitely say, you know, encourage you to take a look at this link in the bottom in the chat that has all of my different endeavors. Like I said, I'm just all about getting us to a place of healing and a place of living life on purpose with purpose and everything that we do, not just 
in the big project. <laughs> so, you know, definitely cannot wait um, to have it. Okay, definitely. I would love to. I would love to. You, you have my email. Please email me. Connect with me. I respond. <laughs> thank you, Tamara. Thank you so much for having me today. And, you know, I know I went over a little bit, but Lord, it's fine. I told you, you do what you do. Let God do what He do. And look, you got me over here emotional. I was like, man, about to start dropping some tears up in here. <laughs> but I am just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your yes to God. Um, thank you for coming and just blessing us. And I'm going to shift. This is my coach. Y'all know I'm a coach, but every co I heard someone say every coach needs a coach. And at first I was like, what are they talking about? And I was like, I, I started seeing and I like, let me reach out. Cause you know, I'm like, I knew I needed one. And this um, woman of God right here, she has been inspiring me and pushing me. Okay. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for you because it's like, we've been friends on Facebook for many, many years. And this is a God connection. When God is ready to connect people, he will make it happen. So I'm just so thankful for Amen. you. Amen. He definitely will. He yes, will he will. Open up the doors and like, yes, that's, that's why I said we need the internet. People, they don't like, you know, the everyone's on Facebook. And, but unfortunately, sometimes that's the only place that we have for us to get those messages out until God says, okay, here's the next level or this is what I want it to look like. So that's why I love, you know, social media as annoying as it can be, but it's still purposeful. And that's how we have to use it. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Okay. Y'all. So anybody have any questions? Want to share anything? No takers. Ms. Porter, do you want to share about our uh, your September event? Oh, wow. Um, first of all, um, Tanisha, I just want to say that was a great segment. I always enjoy listening to your segments on purpose. Um, and thank you, Dr. Tamara, for putting this together. Uh, we can never have enough uh, people, you know, pushing the gospel and preaching uh, purpose and so many other great topics. So thank you both. Um, and just to throw a little plug. Um, so I am hosting a Mighty Woman of Valor virtual sermon series. And uh, Dr. Tamara and Tanisha Shane, aka Ms. Inspiration, are a part of this participating. And the topic is uh, a particular selected woman uh, from the Bible. And each speaker, there are five speakers, each speaker will be uh, ministering, preaching, um, about this woman, a particular woman from the Bible. For, for example, the woman at the well or the woman with the issue of blood. So each speaker has chosen a woman from the Bible to talk about her faith, talk about her life, why we, what we can grab, what we can grasp from their experience of walking with God, how God used them. So I'm excited about it. Um, and uh, I will put, uh, if you can keep it open for a second, I'm just throw the event link in the chat. So if anyone is interested, it's a free virtual event online. Um, definitely come and listen, come in here. You can always check out the replay, um, but it's gonna be powerful and exciting. So uh, thank you again. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about it. And uh, thank you for this awesome segment in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Porter. And I thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited about it. I can't wait.
Okay, if no one has anything else, it uh, looks like Parker's trying to get, I think she was trying to get in before as well. Um, but I'm going to be, well, this has been recorded, so I'll be sending the recording out to everyone. Uh, Parker, we're about to end. I'm going to send out a recording so you'll get to hear everything we talked about. Okay, so I want to thank everybody again. Tanisha, Shanae, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and end. And if you have not already signed up for next Saturday, please do. Uh, we have uh, Zanetta Baker. She's going to be our speaker for next week. She's going to be talking about uh, mindset and mental health. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. And the last Saturday of the month is going to be Dr. Cassandra Brown. And she's going to be talking about mindset and prayer. Okay. And she's going to be closing us out. So again, thank you all for joining. And I will see you next Saturday. Have a great one, everyone. You too.